Hey guys, welcome back to Doula Unfiltered. I am one of your hosts, Kellen. And I'm your other host, Ava. We're so glad to be back. It's kind of been a break in it true has. in true Doula Unfiltered fashion. Yes. <laughs> We're getting all of your DMs, all of your comments, asking for more episodes, and yeah. we keep putting it off. I know, we but do. It's okay. For good reason. Yes. We're just like we're getting our stuff done, yeah. but we do want to make time for this more frequently so that we can get more resources out there. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so this week we are talking about the not so glamorous side of birth work. I think it's really easy to look at doula work and look at birth work and think, oh my gosh, that's the dream, you know, like especially if you yourself experience a really lovely birth, mm-hmm. you're like, what? I could get this dose of oxytocin like all the time all the time that sounds amazing and it can be and it 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 is is a lot of times um you know like attending births is really beautiful and it's really special and we both feel really fortunate to even be part of birthing at all yeah um but But there's yeah there's not not always so glamorous yeah there is a cost like there's there's definitely a, a cost that you pay for for attending these wonderful, beautiful, amazing births. Yes. So that's going to be what we touch on today. Ava, do you want to kind of talk about the first bullet point? Just jump right in. So the first major one um, is the physical toll Mm -hmm. um, that nobody really talks about. Um, Yeah, it's really, it's just a lot on your body. and you wouldn't really think that, but um, as we were doing prep for this episode, mm-hmm. Kellen actually talked about um, it's kind of like being an athlete. You don't really have an off season, um, mm-hmm. and in your off season, you're still training. You're still taking care of yourself. Um, you really, really need to be on your game all the time because you never know when coach is going to put you in. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a sports term, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> sports sports reference. Um, yeah, so you kind of always have to be taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, birth is a really long, it's, it's a long game. Yeah, it can be. Here. I remember after <laughs> the morning after the first birth, or it might have been like the day after. The day, anyway, at some point after the first birth that I attended, I could hardly walk. Because you don't realize that you're, like, squatting in weird positions. Yeah. You're doing double hip squeezes for Dude, hours on end. Your, your arms. arms are dead. Mm-hmm. Your back is, like, hurting because you didn't think about the techniques you were using. Your quads are on fire. <laughs> your feet are hurting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. But you have that, I mean, you kind of have that adrenaline rush, too. Totally. In the moment. Yes. Yeah. Um, which we could do a whole episode on the adrenaline rush and how mm-hmm. I think that plays out in so many other places in my life. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what time you get called to a birth, there's a second wave. Yeah. You're, like, exhausted and you're like, let's do this. I'm yeah. in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, not, it just takes a toll. So, yeah. when you come home, um, I always, like... You know, if I have plans with people, I don't just say, like, okay, well, I'm going to this birth, and, like, okay, mom's already at an eight, sweet, I'm only going to be there for, you know, however long, mm-hmm. and not anticipating it taking a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I always just add 24 hours to that, because if I get home from a birth at 2 a.m., I'm going to sleep through that night, and then I'm going to sleep in in the morning, and then I'm going to take the day to recover. Right. Um, There's a hangover. Yes. For sure. Yeah. The birth hangover. The birth um, hangover is real. So, while you're at a birth... 
being really staying really hydrated staying well nourished take some time to stretch I'll do that I'll like do some little yoga things (laughs) while I'm out of birth and list help from partners um whoever other support people and just be like hey I needed to step out for 10 minutes um Mm -hmm. to go eat a granola bar while I pee um (laughs) yeah and and do it take care of yourself um Mm -hmm. during the birth so that that birth hangover isn't quite as bad because they benefit from that too the couple benefits from that too because you want to be sharp and on for them and if you're just running yourself into the ground you know you're not you're not as sharp as you could be but I I think the birth hangover thing really can feed into the next uh our next little bullet point which is an emotional toll and I feel this after the birth hangover also there can be this big emotional um hangover that's the only word I can think of after birth when you're just processing all the things um kind of replaying it in your head you're coming back into your own body after being sort of out in outer space for the entirety of this birthing time now you're coming back into your own body you're coming back into your own head and there there is an emotional toll that's taken for sure yeah um and I mean that's with any birth um but even the ones where mom and baby are healthy and everybody is happy was positive Mm -hmm. that's all great um but then there's also there's just always a toll even with that um because you're on and it doesn't matter what's going on in your personal life it doesn't matter um you know what's going on in the world I've attended births on days where like catastrophes are happening or during a hurricane and like those things and it doesn't matter because you have to be fully present and then you have to recover from the fact that like you're on um for that extended period of time and then not paying attention to what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have worry in the back of your head. I've attended births where I'm, you know, have some family stuff going on and I'm like, I have to put that out of my mind, but it's still there subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and just coming back to that is really hard, but well, and with that too, even you touched on, um, there's still this sense of an emotional toll, even if the birth was wonderful and lovely. Like, uh, there have been many times where I will walk away from a birth and I feel traumatized because yeah. I see something that yeah. happened. I see some kind of mistreatment or, you know, whatever it was um, that the client doesn't see. Yeah. And in her perspective, she had an empowering, they had an empowering birth. But my perspective is like, wow, because I've seen a lot of different kinds of birth. You yeah. know, I, I've seen how things can happen and so um there's I don't know if you've experienced that but I've totally like walked away from births and called other birth workers and been like I just need to talk to you and I'll cry like I'll cry in the parking lot yeah um but you talk to the client and they're like it was amazing this was empowering this was I mean on that note too I'll just slide this in there for all you newer doulas um we talk about debriefing after like in a postpartum appointment you should never be the first one to share your thoughts on birth because you never know how your client received that. Right. Um, how they, you know, what their perception on their birth was. And I know that's like a bold statement to be like, you never should do that. But really, like, it's your job to come in and be like, hey, how did you feel about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Um, because 
again, that perception can be totally different. Mm-hmm. And if they're like, hey, did you see anything? They're asking questions um, like, hey, did they chart this um, that you know of? Did something happen that I didn't see? Like, by all means, share that information. Um, or if you see something that you really feel like they need to know, again, share that information. But if something happens and you think it's very dramatic, but in, in their eyes they're like, okay, but I have a healthy baby. I don't really care. And there's no need to re-traumatize them with Right, that. to you're bring gonna, that up. You're going to cause person. more harm yeah. doing that. Um, but that's kind of a side tangent. No, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I, I never, at postpartum visits or any kind of debriefing with a client, I never am the first one to bring up a negative thing that I saw. Because like you said, there's, there's no need to traumatize them with information that wasn't even a part of their story in the first place. If it's something they need to talk about and they need to debrief and they brought up, totally. Like, share facts and share, you know, information. But... Um, we do, we have to be really careful. And because of that, we have to create a network of people that we can unleash on, (laughs) that we can debrief with, honestly. Um, because, because that, all of that stuff, again, like Ava kind of mentioned, like that stays inside of us too. We need to work through those things separately, not with the client that it happened with. Yeah. Which is why community is so important in birth work. Um, yeah. And Kellen and I were talking a little bit more about that um, earlier today. Mm-hmm. But that's going to look different for people. Uh, I know Kellen tends to work a little bit more uh, <laughs> by herself, which is fine. Um, sometimes I wish I could just be a Lone Ranger. Um, but she still has her people that she calls. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's me. Maybe that's one of the midwives that mm-hmm. has more expertise in a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really matter who that other birth worker that you call is, so long as you call and talk through it. Um, mm-hmm. Or I don't doesn't even necessarily need to be call. I guess with COVID mm-hmm. it is, but yeah. um, meet up with somebody and talk through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, sometimes there maybe there's been times where I see something and I'm like, this felt really out of the ordinary, and I don't know how I feel about that. And then I talk through it with a midwife, and they're like, oh, no, there's a legitimate reason there. Here's what I'm assuming the provider did this for this reason. And, like, you know, it's smart that you brought it up. But still, like, you know, it's good to hear and be reassured that something that you thought was out of the ordinary maybe isn't. Right. And it, it there is a difference with, like, talking and debriefing with other birth workers that are in this realm than talking and debriefing with maybe your partner or your best friend who doesn't do birth work. Yes. You know, like obvious, like I'll come home and talk to my husband. I don't always, and I don't share uh, private information with him, but I'll, he'll ask how it went and I'll sometimes maybe talk about it, but there's only it that, you know, he doesn't get it. Honestly, like as long as we've been doing this sort of together, like, he doesn't get it. And sometimes you do need someone to be able to bounce stuff off of that can really identify with you. And maybe they don't even give you advice. Maybe they don't even share their opinion, but just listen and yeah. you know that they get it. Yeah. Um, and to just share that space with somebody that mm-hmm. understands is so important. Um, yeah. But then there also is going to be births where things don't go as planned. Mm-hmm. It's a home birth and it transfers to the hospital. Um, it's hospital birth and it moves to C-section. Or maybe just, you know, some. I've had mamas that are so committed to having a natural birth and then they end up in labor for a long time and they're like, all right, I want an epidural. And it, you know, it shatters that small part of them that had this 
expectation, and that's really hard to watch them go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like maybe they're letting themselves down um, for whatever reason, and you still have to come in and reassure them that they're doing what's best for their body and that they can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're also carrying the weight of that emotion for them to some degree, Mm -hmm. you know, and making sure that you're able to release that um, and not continue to carry that past their birth experience. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so another point that we've thought about when we were thinking of how to explain and how to sort of share on the not so glamorous side of birth work is the fact that we really, it's really hard to take vacations. It is. It's really hard to take time off. And, um, because I mean, there you it so my contract says that I'll be on call to attend your birth starting at 38 weeks until the time of your birth and we know that for first time moms the average gestational age for spontaneous labor is 40 weeks 5 days so if i am on call starting at 38 weeks i'm on call for about 3 weeks i could be on call for 3 weeks could be on call for 4 weeks you know and that that that's you have to either one set up backups and let your client know like, Hey, I have this thing going on. I will have a backup. Um, so if you happen to go into labor during this weekend or during these two days, my backup will, will be, will come and be with you. Um, but I mean, I've even had times and it kind of sucks, but if I'm in that on-call period and my friend's you know, maybe my client is 38 weeks mm-hmm. um, and I'm just starting the on-call period, but my friends want to go floating and I'm not going to have cell reception. Yeah. And that's something that you don't really even think about until you're like, well, I am on call. Okay. I need to text my client before I go do this fun thing with my friends or my family mm-hmm. uh, and be like, hey, if you happen to need me for eight hours during this day, Text me, call me, whatever. If I don't reply, I'm at, I don't have service, and here's my backup's phone number, or here's somebody else you can call. Mm-hmm. Because in those eight hours, things can change, and then you need to have something set up um, so that your client still gets support if they can't get a hold of you yeah. in that period. And um, that's, that's part of the emotional labor, the emotional yeah. toll that it takes. It's just always connecting the dots. It's always thinking about what could happen. Okay, I'm going to set up. I'm going to set up safety nets all the way around this. Um, You know, I've had my husband and two children go out of town without me because I just did not feel like I should leave town. That's happened more than once. And that's a, that's part of the cost of getting to do this work and having the honor of doing this work is making decisions like that. Yeah. I mean, and I've had, so, um, in the middle of COVID, um, before, you know, we had other options, I had, my cousins had a birthday party and they wanted me to come. I knew there was going to be a bunch of people there. And, uh, even though those people were family and people I'd seen throughout the pandemic, um, that were kind of in my bubble, mm-hmm. it's still, you know, you walk in and you're the weirdo who has a mask on and is mm-hmm. staying away from people and you're trying to be present with them. But still like, I mean, it was really scary to be able to be like, I, want to be here and be fully present with you guys but if I by some chance yeah end up testing positive I'm not gonna be able to be with clients for two plus weeks yeah 
and that was a really big risk during the pandemic. Um, that was something that, you know, is a little bit outside of like vacation and like, you know, being on call all the mm-hmm. time. But so it's the, all those little things that you have to think about that take that physical, emotional toll. Um, yeah, you just, there's certain things that you won't be present for. You're going to miss, um, I mean, whether emotionally or physically, I know have friends that have missed their kids' birthdays, mm-hmm. um, or anniversaries, and it sucks, but it's, it's part of the gig, mm-hmm. um, and that's something you really have to emotionally prepare to be a part of. Right, and that, and or set expectations yes. on the front end, you know, as my kid, my kids are two and three, and as they get older, I do consider, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I think I might have their birthdays. You know, like no matter who's due around that time, that to me, I w- I'm I'm brainstorming of how I could make that happen and set those expectations. Like, hey, I can support you. I will be on call for you. I can be your doula, but I'm taking off this day. Yeah. Because this is my kid's birthday, and this is the day that we're gonna spend together. Yeah. Um. If you happen to go into labor, mm-hmm. my backup doula mm-hmm. will join you for the first four hours until my kid's birthday party's over, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and honestly, just or, a little snippet, that you, those things usually work out. Yes. It's so rare to have a sort of catastrophe type birth situation where yeah. it's like, oh no, like that. those yeah, are so rare. Faster than four hours. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I know actually one of our, one of my midwife friends, um, has been a midwife for 11 years and for the first time last year, missed one of her kids' birthday parties for a mm-hmm. client. Mm-hmm. But in 11 years, mm-hmm. that was the first thing that she had missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really not, yes, we're talking about it. It's things that you have to consider. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not like it's going to be happening every birth. Right. Um, as long as you have that in mind that, like, sometimes things do come up. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and Kellen... I think it's going to touch a little bit on kids, which I obviously cannot, but mm-hmm. I think that's it. Then we're going to wrap it up. Cool. So, yeah. So when we were talking about the dark, <laughs> okay, the dark side of birth, yes, really? I don't want to, we should not use that. I don't want to use that. I don't want to put this dark cloud over this thing. Cause we don't, I don't want to discourage people, um, from wanting to be doulas, wanting to be birth workers at the same time though, you know, when I was wanting to be a doula, I sat down with an established doula and she kind of laid it all out for me and it kind of freaked me out but in a sort of healthy good way you know yeah. I to me I was like I want to hear all that mm-hmm. I want to hear all the hard stuff because I don't want to blindly walk into this and all of a sudden be hit with oh my gosh I didn't expect yeah. it to be this difficult or hard in ways that I didn't even consider it being difficult or hard um so that's if we say dark side that's really what we mean yes. we're not trying to discourage we're just being kind of real Um, but something that came up for me was just missing kids and, um, it's a, it's a personal decision. You have to decide it's an expectation between you and the rest of your family with your partner, um, or whoever you're parenting with, um, about when, when to attend births while your kids are little. I made the mistake of starting to attend births way too soon after my son was born and it was really hard on my family. And so I've now learned that for me, about a year, you know, like after a kid is born for about a year, for me, I probably shouldn't attend a birth. Um, but it's inevitable that you're gonna 
be gone all day, come home, leave again, and your kids are going to be like, where are you going? <laughs> I miss you. You're leaving again? Like, yes. what's going on? And they, they may not be able to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really hard. I know mm-hmm. you've kind of walked through that with your own kiddos. Mm-hmm. You talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, we couldn't, I can't remember if I talked about it here or not, but there was a time where my daughter was two. And she was having a really hard time going to sleep at night. And I finally, I like laid down with her. I was like, what's going on? What are you, why can't you go to sleep? And she was like, mom, I don't know if you're going to be here when I wake up. Like, she's like, I, you might be at a birth. Yeah. Because that was at a time where I was attending a lot of births that happened to be at night, which usually they are when you go into spontaneous labor. Not always, not always. But a lot of times we find that nighttime is, nighttime is baby time. Yep. Um, but I would go to a birth. I would put her down for bed, go to a birth, and I wouldn't be there in the morning. Or in the middle of the night, if she got up and came and looked for me, I was gone. And that really scared her. And so we made a deal that if I ever leave for a birth at night, that I'm going to come wake her up and tell her that I'm leaving. And uh, and she agreed. So that's what we do now. If, if, if I'm leaving for a birth and it's the middle of the night, she's already asleep, I always go and I say bye to her and I tell her that I'm going to a birth and she'll kind of sort of wake up and be like, okay, I love you and leave. Um, but that was a wake up call that even my two year old at the time noticed. She, they really pick up on a lot. So um, yeah. to me, that's, that's a not so glamorous side that a lot of people might not see is sort of the toll it takes on your family and your children yeah. sometimes. For sure. Alrighty. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. I hope um, that was helpful, as always. Um, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Send us your questions, comments, um, like, subscribe, all those things. Yeah. Like and subscribe. We really do <laughs> love it when you DM us and comment or whatever when you interact with us. Um, because sometimes we do want to hear from you. Like, people that want to become doulas or maybe are new doulas and kind of just starting their business. What do you want to know? What do you want to hear about? What do you want us to talk about? Um, We could talk for days. We could talk for days. (laughs) We talked for like two hours before we even started this recording. We're like, okay, we need to get down to it. We got to start like three and a half hours or something Mm -hmm. to do this. And yeah. 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 So please (laughs) let us know what you want to hear and we're happy to touch on it for sure. Alrighty guys, I think that's all for today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, see you next time.